Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's rock splitting politics, and a lot of rock keeps cracking in the world of politics. But in this week's show, we got something special. Last week was Thanksgiving. So as we talk about rock splitting politics, we're going to talk some about freedom. And, and even though the election did not go with a big red wave like I would have liked to have seen, and many of you, I know, wanted to see, We've got to be thankful, and there's some things we're going to talk about in this week's show. So I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Glad you're here and glad you're listening to Rock Splitting Politics. You can go back and look at the headlines and our titles throughout the year to see how we've gotten to this point. And the cause for freedom always goes on. And the cause for more liberty, more freedom. And that's what this podcast is all about, more liberty and more freedom. And how do we get that? How do we, how do we obtain that when we got things like the words ESG, the letters ESG, when we have this Green New Deal? It's like uh, how, how much more imprisonment do, do, can Americans vote for? Well, we just we had a chance to break free. We had a chance to say we don't like high gas prices, but the American people said, we bring it on. We want high gas prices from the way they voted. So evidently there's a lack of education. That's part of our job is to educate, and we need to do a better job. Uh, conservatives, freedom-loving people, uh, if you want liberty, then we have got to do a better job of uh, proclaiming and educating and telling Americans, hey, you got to vote your values. Forget what tradition says you need to vote for. Look at what's out here, what is real. And that's the goal of uh, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And it needs to be the goal of uh, anybody in the conservative field, anybody that's uh, wanting to see more freedom and more liberty. And that includes the GOP, the Grand Old Party, the Republican Party, what was founded for freedom, for especially slaves in America. They, uh, the GOP was founded for freedom, for freedom especially for those who were locked into slavery. And we need to carry the message of freedom. We need a rebirth of freedom. And that's what Abraham Lincoln, our first Republican president, talked about the rebirth of freedom. And we need that now more than ever. So uh, today's show, when we look back last week celebrating Thanksgiving, what, what do we see? What do we understand? Well, there, there's a very good article. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But you can write down what you're thankful for. How many Americans have done that? Have you done that? Write down the things that you're thankful for. And there's a long list. There's a lot that needs to be done, a lot that I wish could happen, a lot that I'm in a journey along with you to see these things done. 
but be thankful for what we have. An attitude of gratitude does wonders. I don't mean being apathy and bring about apathy, but an attitude, an attitude of gratitude for what has happened and what can be. And we need to live in that moment, live in that attitude of gratitude, knowing that we are on a journey and we're not giving up and we're going to persevere and we're going to see more liberty and more freedom. And that's what we live our lives for. Okay. Now, one of the things that uh, I wanted to uh, get your attention to, and I'll put this article up on our uh, website where uh, we have to talk about each uh, show on Web Talk Radio. But there's an article that was uh, by Christopher Flannery in the American Mind. It's a publication of the Claremont Institute. But it was talking about God Blessed America. That's, that's the uh, uh, title of this article. But it goes back. What does it talk about? It talks about the movie Casablanca, uh, made in 1942. And he told us that uh, the, the, uh, the beautiful 17-year-old actress, Le Beau fled Paris in June of 1940, just hours before the Germans marched in. The face of her Jewish husband, a celebrated film star in France, was featured on Nazi propaganda posters as a typical Jew. The rest of his family died in Nazi concentration camps. Like thousands of other refugees, they, refugees, they made their way to Lisbon, and from Lisbon, with forged visas and all the complications, uncertainties, and delays imaginable in wartime, they managed to make their way eventually to Hollywood. Two years later, still only 19, Madeleine LeBeau would play a memorable role in a pivotal scene in what would become one of the most well-loved movies ever made, Casablanca. And... I hope you've seen that movie. You know, there's a lot in the younger generation who have never seen the movie. And you might want to make that your uh, Christmas on your Christmas list or Christmas uh, checkbox to-do list if your children or grandchildren have not seen Casablanca. Uh, let that be something to do. Uh, mark that down to do in the month of December. And I, if you haven't seen it, there's some Americans that have never seen Casablanca, don't understand the wartime meaning and the desperation and what had to be done and, and the papers and visas and ha having to get transportation and trying to get out, and especially the Jews, uh, whatever country they're from, trying to get visas to get out and get out, out of uh, the harm of the Nazis they were, who were... Uh, had overrun all of uh, Europe, it seemed like. And so, and of course, if you don't know it, that movie was made. They uh, And, you know, I, until I read this article, I didn't realize it's based on a true story. And and it was uh, when they got into Hollywood and they bought their story, put it together, and it was amazing because uh, uh, it was, talk about in a voiceover the narrator tells i'll just read it out to you and you can go to this article and read it. it says a narrator tells us in a voiceover with the coming of the second world war many eyes in imprisoned europe turned hopefully or desperately toward the freedom of the americas lisbon became the great embark embarkation point but not everybody could get to Lisbon directly. And so, 
a torturous roundabout refugee trail sprang up Paris to Marseille, across the Mediterranean to Oran, and then by train or alto or foot across the rim of Africa to Casablanca in French Morocco. Here the fortunate ones, through money or influence or luck, might obtain exit visas and scurry to Lisbon and from Lisbon to the New World. But the others wait in Casablanca and wait and wait and wait. And while they were waiting, of course, they'd make their way to Rick's Cafe American, a gin joint whose owner, Richard Blaine, played by Humphrey Bogart, is an American expatriate with a mysterious past who presents himself to the world as a cynic, but who underneath his cool exterior is a man of honor who might, if you were the most beautiful woman in Casablanca or the greatest resistance fighter in Europe, risk everything to obtain for you an illegal letter of transit so that you could escape Casablanca to Lisbon and to the New World to continue to fight for freedom. Well, <laughs> that... That just, you know, sums up what Casablanca was. We, we, we got war in Europe once again. Now, it's not as des desperate as when the Nazis had pretty much uh, imprisoned all of uh, Europe except for Great Britain. And what does freedom mean? Until you lose your freedom, until it's threatened, until you see people who are desperate. And that's what the movie Casablanca brings back, to desperation. When people lost freedom, people were trying to get out and keep a liberation movement going, even if it cost their life. They were willing to, to, to fight for freedom like that. So, yeah, if you have not seen the movie Casablanca, put it on your list to get done in the month of December with you, your family, kids, grandkids. Very important movie about freedom. And some people call it, well, it's one of the greatest movies ever made. Well, it was made quickly, but it was in wartime America. And America just really entered the war. You know, Pearl Harbor had just been bombed. And, and so everything was new on this war footing. And Hollywood, they, they struck a chord, and it still rings out for freedom. Casablanca. So uh, I just want to tell you that, and uh, if you want to look that up, the, it's in the American Mind, a publication of Claremont Institute, and it's in their uh, November 23rd issue, and it's called God Blessed America, God Blessed America, Christopher Flannery, and a great article. We'll get a link up there for our show, but I wanted to tell you about that. We have so much to be thankful for. We can even go back and go, oh, I wish there was America of today. No, we are in America 2022, but we can build on the past. We can celebrate the good things, and we can try to tear down the bad things. That's the beauty of America, beauty of being a part of the American experiment. It keeps going forward. I didn't like everything that happened in the last election or in 2020 election, but that doesn't mean the journey does not come forward that does not mean that we cannot obtain more liberty just because we didn't get more liberty just because the sg proclaimers and just because those who want to destroy the fossil fuel industry those who want to put uh handcuffs on america's ability to grow and, and our our energy uh, 
and our, our low energy cost, those people want to handcuff America. Yes, they won. They won that election. But the journey goes forward. The journey moves forward. And if you refuse to move and refuse to want more freedom and just say, it's over, we can't do anything, then give up, you know, and just go play golf for the rest of your life. Go go uh, play Twitter wings. No, you can't do that. If you love freedom, you're going to be moved forward. And you're going to want to see how we failed at educating enough people. And you're going to say, how can we educate our young people about fossil fuels? They're not, they're not the hated industry that, you know, uh, the, we're told there, you know, should not even be in capital. There's, the banks should not give money for oil companies and those who are trying to find new oil. That is ridiculous. And yet, there's people who proclaim that, and they are sitting in the Democratic offices across our country. But we have got to do a better job of educating. We want clean water. We want clean air. We want a good future for our children and grandchildren. But part of that is a fossil fuel industry, and we got we got to get rid of this notion that carbon dioxide is bad for everybody. Well, if it is, then we need some people probably want it. You then you know, exterminate human beings because we exhale carbon dioxide. Let's have some common sense in this conversation. And come on, conservatives, we got to educate those. And we've let people in the left and the socialist and even the communist take over our school systems, take over our textbooks in a way that's really hurting just equal opportunity, common sense ideas. So we've got to move forward and we've got to correct some of the things in the past. So uh, that's that's part of what we'll be doing at Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here in 2023. Get forward, look forward to being a part of the educational process of putting truth out there. And there's glimmers of hope, don't ever. And there's glimmers of hope and embers in the fire of freedom. And it's up to us to help get that word out and not to give up and not to get frustrated and one way to do that is have an attitude of gratitude look back and see how god blessed america even with casablanca and world war ii that's a long time ago so what's been doing uh, what's been done lately well there's still american heroes out there let me tell you about one well i'll tell you what right now let me just remind you you listen to doc holiday's rock splitting politics you're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. We're glad to have you. Tell your friends and neighbors about the show, the podcast that wants America to have more liberty and more freedom. Yes, tell them to listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And uh, I told you, we got a book that's going to be coming out that has nothing to do about politics, okay? Sometimes people go, oh, man, uh, you mean... A fresh breath air that, you know, you're not going to talk about politics in a book. Well, there's plenty of books out there to talk about it. And I've written some, too. And you can look at it on the website of uh, DocHoliday.org. But there's another website that you can't even go to yet, but it's being built. It's called www.HatchyBooks.com. And we got a book with no politics. Uh, if you can write something, no politics. But it's... <laughs> It's, it's a, a fictional tale, and it's going to be a series. And uh, it's a 
young uh, college student named Patrick. I'll tell you that much. And uh, as the book becomes available, I'll let you know. Hopefully by the end of the year, there are supply chain issues, if you've not heard, between print and paper, ink, and timing. And as soon as we get this book out, I will let you know right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Now, I told you I was going to tell you about an American hero. Let me tell you, I, I saw a, a man that uh, when he was 19, he was in the middle of World War II. I just talked about the movie Casablanca. But uh, Roy Hodges, <laughs> he's an American hero, a World War II veteran, and served his country and has a, a lot of tales that uh, death could really uh, have happened any time. And yet he survived that. Came back from World War II and, and, and brought values back to his home uh, in Tippa County, Mississippi. But he's 98 years old now, just had a birthday. And if you remember that name, Roy Hodges, I mentioned in, uh, two or three years back, uh, Donald Trump was in Tupelo, Mississippi, North Mississippi, not too far from Tippa County where Roy Hodges live, lives. And, and uh, anyway, there, it came about where I helped him and, and his wife to get to Tupelo and got him a seat, got him a place, and, and got pictures made, and he got to meet Donald J. Trump, President Donald J. Trump. And, and when he got to meet him, he, we were getting pictures made, and, of course, he didn't get much, more than 30 seconds, it seemed like. But Roy Hodges, as a World War II veteran, flew in B-17 bombers, and and he looked President Trump in the eye, and I'm telling you, President Trump made me so proud because he, he looked in Roy Hodges in the eye and listened as Roy Hodges was telling him some things. And I, I couldn't hear the conversation. And later Roy told me, he, just, he told President Trump he was the best president he'd ever known in his life. But he... President Trump had so much respect for Roy Hodges because Roy, as a young teenager, fought the Nazis, dropped bombs in the B-17s, and he had to uh, wear flak jackets, crawl into the, uh, where he had uh, uh, machine guns to, to, to fight off uh, enemy planes. And, and Roy has so many stories to tell that he said, okay, Lord, you know, if it's thy will that I die, then I'm prepared. But if you can, please save me. He said many times, you know, the Lord brought him back after mission after mission. One of the most harrowing missions, and I'll tell you this, and we'll sort of end on this. This is Thanksgiving, and we'll get in plenty of politics here <laughs> starting next week. But let me just tell you this tale of Thanksgiving because I'm proud that, not only Roy Hodges, but you, anywhere you live in, in America, you can ask people about World War II veterans. I remember growing up, and I was born in 1960, but during the 60s, I mean, it was just, you know, you were less than, uh, 1960s, less than 15 years from World War II. So it was 15 to 20, 25 years since World War II happened. And, World War II veterans were everywhere. 
everywhere. You didn't think about one day they'd be very few. I mean, that's just not anything a young person or child at that time would even think about. And now here we are. There's very few World War II veterans left. And so you want to listen to those who lived it. Now, Roy Hodges talks about, you know, one of the mess-ups of war, one of the fog of war, things are not supposed to happen. Well, when they were, uh, their bombers, um, they, they had uh, done their bombing mission, dropped their bombs, and somehow, on the way back, and it wasn't supposed to happen this way, but it did. Somehow, there were bombers above them. And, and there's a bomb that dropped, and it hit their wing. Now, the bomb didn't blow up because it's, uh, I guess, an altitude bomb. But, but on its way down, it clipped their wing, and they it went into an immediate dive. He said one of the guys grabbed his parachute and bailed out, and they never heard of from him again. They were over Nazi territory. And then the pilot the engineer came back and said, look, the pilot's got it. He got it stabilized. He, you know, the plane was shaky. But the pilot said, I think we can, we're going to make it back, but we need to unload anything that's heavy. So they, he said, get rid of the guns, get rid of the ammunition, just, just dump them, just dump them. And, and they started dumping anything. And the last thing, after they dumped everything, he said, we still need to get more weight off. He said, dump the parachutes. Now, how about that? The only thing that can keep you alive, and it was left, but they had to get more weight off the plane. He said, dump the parachutes, and that was an order. Roy Hodges said he, he just looked at that parachute, and, and, and the last thing you want to do is throw that parachute overboard because it's putting all your trust in the pilot. The pilot said, I think I can make it back to an airport in Spain, where, or I think it was Spain or France, where the Nazis, were, you know, they would get, they'd be able to get out of the Nazi territory and land the plane. And he said he also knew if he kept that parachute and they landed, then everybody know he disobeyed orders and he'd be in a heck of a mess. So he threw his parachute out. He threw his parachute out. And Roy Hodges and his whole crew got back. He said they didn't have good landing gear, and and but the but the the pilot landed the plane. A couple guys broke their legs. He got beat up. He, he got his some bad bruises and and beat up. But uh, they they all survived. The, the only guy that uh, that jumped earlier and parachuted out when he first made the nose dive, um, everybody else made it and, and lived. Just uh, got banged up pretty bad. But that's that's Roy Hodges. And there could be so many other, uh, actually hundreds of thousands of soldiers can tell the stories. And those that could tell the best stories didn't make it probably. You know, the best stories could be told have never been told in, in wartime. When people tell about what those soldiers did that didn't live to tell us about it. But I wanted to tell you these things for a Thanksgiving, remembering how God has blessed America. And there's a lot of things wrong with America. 
We know that. We've talked about it here on this show. But we still have the freedom to go out and speak. And we need to use that freedom and protect that freedom. Thank goodness. Look at Elon Musk and Twitter saying, let's let's not have these uh, leftist uh, gurus telling us what you can and cannot say. And I hope he does put out uh, the uh, Twitter inside conversation about the Hunter laptop snub when, when uh, they followed what the FBI, I wonder what the FBI did tell. We've talked about it on this show. How, how can the United States government uh, division, the FBI, how can they influence and put a finger on the scale of the American people trying to make a decision on who our next commander-in-chief will be? We need to have all that brought out. And another thing, thank goodness the election even though it didn't go how we wanted to, thank goodness the House of Representatives is now in a Republican control, and we can look into questions like that. Why did the FBI uh, squelch the Hunter Laptop story? Why? Who? I mean, was it purposely done to buy, to put a finger on the scale of the electorate of how you know the 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 communication and the information that voters have before they go vote. And we've had polls saying if people knew that the Hunter Biden laptop story was true, if they knew all that, they wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden. Enough people that it was a close election that it could have swung to Donald J. Trump. So these are the things that I'm thankful that we have an opportunity to explore and shame on the Democrats when they're in power not to explore the truth. Shame on them. Shame on them. Should have got beat a lot worse. It should have been a big red wave. It wasn't. So we got to look and see how do we move forward. There's some interesting things going to be coming up and, and rock splitting politics is going to be a part of it. And we're going to be digging in and finding out and talking about things we've heard, things we know, and I am thankful for you for listening to this podcast. Tell others about Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You hear things here you won't hear anywhere else. And I'm just glad that we have this opportunity to speak with you. And and we will continue to do that. We'll continue to um, break down news. We'll continue to tell you things you won't hear anywhere else. And we'll continue to See what doors open up. So thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Thank you for being who you are and looking forward to working with you to make sure that America has more liberty, more freedom, and not just make America great again, but make America the best it's ever been. God bless you. Hey, We'll see you wide open the month of December and, and 20, the last of 2022 and preparing for 2023. God bless you. See you soon. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.